Hello and welcome to episode 137 of the 6-1 IndieCast. My name is Mike Toundro. Tonight, I am joined by the off-camera boy, Matthew Wright. And Jacob Palmer. What up? Austin Ernst. Hello, I'm here. And Kyle Stevenson. Hi. Gentlemen, hello. Hello. Hi. How, how we be? We, we, we be. be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right, let's get some energy going. Come on. <laughs> hey, that Super Mario movie? Pretty Yo, it's so good. It's so good. I, I I'm shocked how much I loved it. I'm yeah. shocked by how, well, I mean, I'm not shocked, but how differing like the critic and the yeah. audience score is. That's not shocking <laughs> yeah. now that I say it, but you, you understand mm-hmm. what I mean. Yep. Yeah. I wasn't expecting like a 45 or whatever it is on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. No. Oh, damn. Like maybe like a 60 something. Yeah. I expected like sure, a lower, like a lower 60s type deal. So is this a everyone who loved the first Super Mario Brothers movie will hate this one? Everyone who hated the first Super Mario Brothers movie will love this one? Yeah, the Mario purists from mm-hmm. 93. Yeah. I've never I'm seen that movie, Zama. and I'm okay with that. I I wore out the VHS tape of that movie. I watched that you thing would. all the time. You would. I got a DVD. I have the Steelbook I Blu-ray. Of that I know. Movie. I want that so nice. bad. I just bought the DVD for three seventy four. Hell yeah! Sweet. Hell yeah! <laughs> I want to revisit much. it. It's too much. It's so good. <laughs> See, John Leguizamo has been on like a yeah. whole. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's boycotting. I love him. I yeah. love him so much. I love he's him. boycotting. He's, he's also yeah. He's yeah. also he based his character from the menu off of Steven Seagal. I was like, I love you so much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I get obviously I washed, get it. Like washed like, up actor. Like, please, like Latin res- rep- representation in cinema, sure. Mm-hmm. Mario Brothers are very Italian. Granted, <laughs> Charlie Day and, and Chris Pratt, I right. don't think are Italian. Uh-huh. But, right. just, but yeah, I just find it funny. Can, um, uh, Fred Arvinson, did, did he take you out of the movie a little bit when he started talking? I think because I was ready for it. Okay. It Does he play Cranky Kong? Cranky. Yeah. Cranky yeah. Kang, and it's very, know, it's, called. it's very much just Fred going, being Fred. <laughs> I was doesn't really do a voice exp- or anything. I was really Chris Pratt had more of a voice, <laughs> which I will say. Mm-hmm. No, like Chris Pratt wasn't bad. No, but here's the thing: I think all the previews we saw, there was like no Brooklyn accent at all. Right, and in the movie, it's like full Brooklyn accent. So like, oh, yeah, he does a voice. All right, mm-hmm. yeah, this is fun. They did a, they did a hard left turn. <laughs> <laughs> they, re- they he redid all the lines uh-huh. like oh no i don't have a voice i gotta redo it yeah um when cranky came on screen like i forgot it was fred but i knew like somebody said like cranky con took them off like to, like took them out of the moment or whatever as soon as he started talking i turned to kelsey i was like imagine this was larry david <laughs> <laughs> that would have been per- that, that would have been casting. perfect yep yeah, what a freaking delight! Uh, Go see. The honestly, we honestly cranky could have been anybody else, and it's just like that was kind of the voice that's like, eh, this doesn't mm-hmm. really fit. Mm-hmm. That was like the only mm-hmm. one I felt like that. Isn't the yeah, movie I, like a like a crisp ninety minutes too? Like it's yes. pretty short. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It moves. I like that. I it like that. it, it moves. fast. <laughs> I thought I thought Sonic went fast. This one went. Does it go ten ten fast? I never Go saw what? Tintin. Oh, Tintin actually gave me motion sickness. That movie went fast. <laughs> Honestly, it's not. It's pretty close, Matt. Mm. And it's quick like everything goes. Can't do it then. <laughs> they like the characters meet. All right, let's freaking go. Let's go on right. this adventure. 
Don't need any like, context. Oh, we're, we're all cool now. I, like I, as soon as they started moving fast, though, I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do throughout the whole entire movie. Uh-huh. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if, if you prepare yourself for it, it's fine. Yeah. A lot of times a massager for the second one. Yeah, right. Also, Honestly, keep in mind, like it's the Minion Studio. It's a kid's movie. Right. Just wait until we right. get to the third movie, and the plot is like freaking extremely dynamic, and we have all these character <laughs> moments, and it's like, oh my god, yeah. I'm crying in the in the club. I, I, I can't wait to I get to that up. third movie. Oh. We talk about like all the, the uh, Bowser's kids, and they're like, "Okay, um, how, did, how were you born?" And we're just like, "Oh, they the Koopalings." <laughs> they just showed up. We don't even know who the mom is. Do they? Jake, they you, go uh, into you get... the sorry, the Mario no, Mario. How his full name is Mario Mario? Because that's that seems like a kid joke that I expected. They did not get into it. Huh. it no. Yeah. And I Mario, thought it was going to Mario and Luigi have a full ass family in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> full ass Italian yeah. family. <laughs> Yo, it's like y'all ever see the Bronx Tale or a Bronx Tale? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great film if you haven't seen it. I, I but like, it just it very much reminded me of like a Bronx Tale like family apartment dinner situation. Oh. Yes, it was like very authentically like Brooklyn Italian, and it was freaking incredible. All right. Yeah. yeah Anyways, cool. go see Mario. But we're not talking about Mario tonight. We're talking about indie games. Our first indie IndieCast back since PAX East. We're getting back into the rhythm of things. We might be rusty, whatever. Uh, but hey, you're listening to the 6 IndieCast, a weekly video game podcast highlighting the indie gaming scene and smaller games outside of AAA space. Tune in live every Thursday night on YouTube.com slash 6 indie at 8 p.m. Eastern or catch episodes as they drop on all major podcast feeds and YouTube first thing Monday morning. If you're hungry for a little more, you can support us over on patreon.com slash 61indie and snag some extra goodies such as Clocked Out, the IndieCast post-show. But if money is too tight, no worries. You can still show your support in so many ways. Leave us a review, follow at 61indie on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, and tell your friends all about us. Shout out to the PD fans supporting on Patreon. Kobe Cordes, Jacob McCourt, Nicole Humphrey, Play It Jason, and of course, Cole, a.k.a. The Good Sir. Bits of housekeeping. Hey, Mini Indie Showcase, it happened. Woo! In case, in case you missed it, go watch it. 61indie.com slash showcase, and it's the main video on youtube.com slash 61indie. 33 really cool games. People liked it. Thank you for watching it. Thank you for supporting. Me and Kyle were too exhausted to really like process all the emotions, but I'm sure uh, throughout the week after PAX East, we we cried in our own separate domiciles. It was a good time. <laughs> uh, in case you missed it, also, there is a three-hour post-show of the mm-hmm. Mini Indie Showcase. That is on the IndieCast feeds. There are eight developer interviews, which are now on the IndieCast feed, as well as YouTube. Um, and of course the PAX East, we, we have like four and a half hours of PAX East content on, uh, the previous episodes. So go check all of that out. Thank you so much, Matt, (laughs) uh, a little behind the scenes thing. I would, uh, put, make discord active on my phone. So Matt can listen in live. (laughs) (laughs) I I think both the first two nights, not the third night, cause you weren't feeling well. Yeah. Had a headache. And you helped like, you were able to provide context on the fly. You gave us some information. (laughs) It was great. Oh, those are rough nights. <laughs> rough you, fucking yeah. nights. Was, I think it's a good thing I wasn't there for the third night. <laughs> was Matt like the guy oh. in the chair? Like yeah. He was just like yeah. feeding you information. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Awesome. It was a good time. It was funny getting it on, in the back end when you're not even listening and it's just Matt just typing in mm-hmm. the chat. Getting the notification. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, check your phone. What the fuck does this mean? <laughs> uh, and speaking of PAX East, um, both myself and Kyle were on uh, two panels 
hosted by Jacob McCourt. Kyle was on video game trivia. I was on uh, why the GameCube was the best console ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are up on YouTube. If you go to at Jacob McCourt on Twitter, you can find them there. I, I yeah. don't know where the hell those YouTube links are, to be honest. Yeah, please, Just go on. please, please, please spell out the YouTube link right now. Uh, YouTube.com <laughs> nope. slash watch nope. question mark V <laughs> equals 93 CXPX U6 XPA. That's where you can find IndieCast episode 137, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm going to type that in uh, right now. Moises Traveris. Whoa. Traveris in the oh, chat. Yeah, Moises. Hello, damn. Moises. Indie <laughs> games aren't even games. Wow. Anyways. Oh, Let's shut it down, talk. boys. It's nice. It's been nice <laughs> it's doing been a good it. good run. That should not have got uh, me as hard as it did, but it, it got me. It's a rough first episode back already. Anyway, speaking <laughs> of episodes, let's talk about ID at Xbox. They had a April spring showcase over on twitch.tv slash Xbox, a little a tiny channel over there. <laughs> um, Kyle, I'm going to throw things to you because clearly I cannot speak like a coherent human being. Tonight. And you think I can? All right, let's go. <laughs> back in the game, baby. <laughs> Kyle. Tell me what Xbox showed off. Let's go game by game. Sure. Uh, I, I think there's a handful of stuff they showed. Um, I know they did a deep dive on this first one. We'll just we'll talk about that one first. Uh, Vampire Survivors is getting an update mm-hmm. uh, called Tides of the Foscari. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually the second DLC for the game. Yeah. Uh, it takes players to the rolling hills and wooded lands of Western Europe. Uh, I believe there will be eight new characters. Uh, they were talk- openly talking about four of them. About 13 new weapons, uh, one new stage, seven music tracks, and 20 new achievements. Um, new cool new weapons, like uh, uh, I think it was called uh, Flash Arrows. Um, just really fast bow and arrow stuff. Um, some cool, uh, uh, oh my God, supporting magic, like for yeah. faster projectiles uh, and, and some area of effect attacks and whatnot. Um looks fun it looks like more vampire survivors and eight new heroes and eight new weapons and a bunch of new weapons like they know what they're doing they know what they got it's my it's pretty favorite special. my favorite feature that they are highlighting is uh they added animations yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i saw oh, they, I they posted it. a really funny tiktok earlier that like they showed like their them walking up to accept the bafta because they won game of the year at the baftas deservingly so um and it was that and then stitched like one of bafta didn't even have animations <laughs> it's like, Good that's you guys. that's wild that's you pretty cool it. yeah also they were talking about like during the interview because i didn't get to watch this live but i caught like i watched the interview in the background while i was working uh-huh. uh they were talking about like there was a question about like where does this fit into the vampire survivors lore <laughs> <laughs> there's vampire survivors lore what the I, fuck are you guys yeah. talking about <laughs> i don't know Jeez. oh how big is the first dlc stuff uh Did they add a bunch to that as well i don't i don't remember granted i'm not the biggest vampire survivors person yeah i i'm on the record saying that where other survivors mm-hmm. likes have ruined vampire survivors for me Fair. uh but i know it's at least a map and okay. one character maybe okay this seems right. bigger yeah this does seem bigger um, also, it's out next week, April 13th. Yeah. So uh, good for them. Yeah, good for them. And it's probably really cheap. It's probably a couple bucks. I'll buy it. Absolutely. I'll give yeah. it a shot. Every time Vampire Survivors comes up, I'm like, okay, I'll jump back in. And then I do two runs. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not super into this. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, eight characters, 13 new weapons, and one map. Oh, that was the for, last one? Mm-hmm. For the last one, too? Oh, interesting. Yep. Wow. 
Yeah, so they go hard when it comes to DLC. Damn. Okay, sweet. Cool. Um, they also showed off a game called Omega Strikers from Odyssey Interactive. Um, and the description they have on it well, says... You're what? going in reverse order. Um, yeah. I am going in reverse order. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, join the football when Omega Strikers officially launches on Xbox on April 27th. Smash opponents off the arena and score goals in this lightning-fast 3v3 free-to-play game. Squad up with friends and choose from a growing cast of colorful strikers to sling slimes, toss tofu, and rocket boost to victory. Oh, this was shown at the last Nintendo Direct. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's uh, an air hockey game. Yeah, like uh, air hawkers, uh, wind jammers, kind of. Air hawkers. Did I say hawkers? Air hawkers. I, I combined wind jammers and air hockey into one word, apparently. Air hawkers uh, coming 2024. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's ours, everybody. Don't take it. It's ours. Trademark. Well, yeah. I don't think we claimed it. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's good. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right, does, this, does this speak to anybody? Like, I, it didn't wow me. It looks like it's like yeah. fun, but like, yeah, I don't know if I'll play it. But. A fun match. And then put that on the back goodbye. of the box. <laughs> <A fun match. laughs> no one's going to give us anything next year. <laughs> Air hawkers. <laughs> Air hawkers. <laughs> Open up the game. Fuck you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, another game they showed off at uh, ID at Xbox uh, called Little Guardsman from Hilltop Studios. Uh, in this deduction adventure, you play as Lil, an unlikely 12-year-old hero, covering your dad's shift at the guard shed and are tasked with deciding the fate of over 100 unique characters, sending visitors to jail, inadvertently zapping them to smithereens, or letting them go oh. on their merry way are all part of the job. But be careful. You, who you let through the castle gates will determine the kingdom's fate. Nah. everybody did anybody see the trailer to this i didn't watch the trailer i'm looking at screenshots it looks okay. like an austin ass game it hey, is i was gonna say i i've i've used this terminology before but like cartoon net cartoon network ass like art style this looks mm-hmm. like a cartoon network ass art style <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah. just i i didn't watch any of the show for it, it reminds me a lot me, of papers please if anyone's ever played papers sure. please here but the like um, the thing i'm reading the little bullet point is like decide the fate of over a hundred characters. And I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> like I, that's a lot of pressure. All right. I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people, but I am intrigued. It, the, the trailer is funny, right? Like there was like a monster that is at the gate and you choose to x-ray the monster and the x-rays end up blowing them up. Cause they can't oh. handle the, the radiation, I guess. Fantastic. And, then it, and then at the bottom, it goes over a hundred unique and the hundred gets scribbled out and goes over 99 unique. I like to think like that, that creature went into like a, a vet and they're like, Oh, let's see what's wrong. And they go to x-ray <laughs> yeah. and just boof. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, yeah. Yeah, but I, I dig the art style. I, I love papers, mm-hmm. please uh, a whole lot. I, I, I think that's a, one of my favorite games uh, that I played on the Vita. Um, can, I, can I tell you something? Yeah. <laughs> Never played it. Oh. Yeah. Weird gap. Weird indie it, gap. I mean, it's it's not everyone's cup of tea, and I understand that. It's uh, it gets very involved. It's hard to keep track of everything. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, it's but this. I ha- yeah. I haven't played it, but I've I've seen a lot of clips about it. But it it's very simplistic, but like has so much depth to it. From what from Absolutely. what I know. Yeah. Yeah, and this seems s- similar to that. And I think there's uh, a time travel uh, uh, mechanic as well. 
to like make sure you let the right people in, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, looks cool. Awesome. We love a good time travel. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Kel- uh, breaking news. Kelsey is still at work, but uh, uh, her dinner is approaching our door. Uh, Kelsey, I don't know what you want me to do about that. <laughs> 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 I guess your dinner is going to stay outside for a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, <Wow>. continue. <laughs> I'm sorry, There's a I thing got- called a microwave. <laughs> um, if it's still there. <laughs> my my highlight, the raccoons are still at bay <laughs> my highlight of the id uh xbox show uh the last case of benedict fox got a mm-hmm. gameplay trailer um it features uh the the trailer defeat oh my god the f- trailer featured developer commentary and demonstrates how benedict and his demon companion will fight their way through different factions and encounter the deepest part of the otherworldly limbo in this Burton-esque Metroidvania, combat is just one of the ways you will progress deeper into the game. See for yourself how one of the most anticipated games on Xbox looks. And it's also out in like two weeks, end of the month. Did not know that. Dang. I'm mad yeah, did that they just I, announce that? I didn't. Uh, I said April knew... 27th in the trailer. but I don't Right, know. like I wonder if that just got revealed because I don't remember no, it. No, I think April. we knew that. I think we knew okay. that. I Maybe. could be wrong, yeah. but... Like when he said it's out in two weeks, I was like, yeah, like my brain was like, yep, that sounds right. Like it wasn't (laughs) something that was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm I'm mad that I didn't watch this because of that. Like did the gameplay who whoever watched it, did it like improve your your like hype meter for the game? Because I'm I'm curious. I played it during Next Fest. Oh, okay, And it's good. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I I played it on steam deck it ran a little like not super great on steam deck i hope they optimize it selfishly i hope they optimize it but like i'll if it's a hidden game pass i'll play it on game pass Mm -hmm. but um yeah no super exactly what it plays as you expect super cool dark metroidvania really beautiful um creepy as fuck vibes um i'm excited for more yeah it's one of my most anticipated for this year they touted a, a lot of like you really need to plan out your attacks Mm-hmm. So it's not a very much a hack and slash kind of action game where positioning it does wonders for you. You cannot be uh, flanked at all. So there are actions where you can uh, telekinetically throw an enemy over you so that both are in front and then you can take them both at the same time. Mm-hmm. You have a, a gun as a range thing, um, smoke bombs, flashlights to like you can't, can't be in dark areas because it will kill you. So you need flashlights and the timer goes down. So like there's a lot to it. It is a typical Metroidvania and the combat does look fun. Um, yeah, it's, it looks it looks cool. I'm shocked that the date was just kind of like thrown out there because this was kind of, I think, a bigger title for them for this yeah. year. And hey, God bless it coming out the day before Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, gentlemen. Good luck. (laughs) I'm pulling for you. Um, I will say, yeah, what you're kind of referring to with the combat, the combat felt more methodical than I thought it would. That Mm -hmm. was like the one thing that kind of threw me off, but not in a bad way or anything. It's just something I was unexpected that I think kind of got to get a feel for. Um, But again, it didn't run the best on deck, so maybe it feels better on Xbox. Fair. Or not, you know, just on PC. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah. Uh, another game that was shown off at ID, uh, the Carters 2 Turbocharged. 
from Pixel Edge Games. Get ready to rev up your engines for the Carters 2 Turbocharged, the ultimate kart racing game coming to Xbox this year, featuring featuring an exciting array of power-ups, challenging tracks, and a big variety of game modes for both local and online play. This game will take your racing skills to the next level, race to the finish line, and compete with friends and players from all corners of the globe. Sharpen your racing instincts and battle it out for the top spot in this adrenaline-fueled, action-packed kart racer. Sure. It was cute. Yeah, I mean, it's a basic kart racer. I mean, you, you can't really kart. say that when you know, like Nickelodeon kart racing games exist in our garbage fires. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I mean, maybe it feels good. Yeah, if it feels good, cool. Right. I mean, get it's that, a sequel, get that, so yeah, it's, they're good. Get that weird. idea at Xbox Jump. You know? It's weird because I think Mario Kart has had that like market closed down for so long, but then exactly at the same time there is totally room for another kart racer mm-hmm. if if it's done right. And I don't know how you do it right if that makes sense because yeah. of Mario Kart existing. It's so I, it's weird. I have one Ooh. answer to that, and it's Diddy Kong Racing too. <laughs> God, dude, imagine. But here's the thing: that's not <laughs> Nintendo. I mean, on. I mean, like someone like I know, like my nation was thing, close. See, my nation, my nation was, close. was close. When I was talking, my that's the only one that popped in my head. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, I agree Even, with you, but it yeah. still wasn't there. Exactly. I, I no, think. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Great. We're all getting the best kart racer that's out there. Yeah. Sonic Racing Transform. That's not bad. That either. is the best kart racer out there. That's isn't not bad. There a, isn't there a Disney it, one coming out? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Speedstorm, mm-hmm. I think it's called. Also, I think so. Isn't there also a Lego one? Uh, I'm curious about the Lego it's, one. It's such or a is, bad is title. A racer? I thought it was like a Forza thing. I could be wrong. Oh, if it's like a Forza thing, I'm all in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Disney like Speedstorm like is here at yeah. some point. 2K Drive? Is that what you're thinking of? 2K Lego Drive. 2K yeah. Drive. Yeah. 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 I think that's yeah, more like a, a, I think a, it's bad more like a Forza. More of a, interesting. Okay. Uh, there's also I CTR. Think. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. see, I like CTR, but I like CTR for nostalgia. I don't like CTR. I like CTR quality of CTR game, is, to be honest <laughs> yeah ctr is a acquired taste it's way I too like difficult CTR. it's very difficult yeah i just feel like if you're ranking them i would probably put mod nation above ctr honestly in terms of quality in terms of yeah. nostalgia not even close but a <laughs> little, uh, uh, little big carding yeah that was a thing oh. <laughs> see that seems like a really um, good idea too but it's like mm-hmm. right, it was a great flopped. idea it flopped hard yeah, yeah. 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 It a great, it's a great idea <laughs> I loved me that Sackboy game. That flopped too, I think. Uh, breaking news: uh, Moises is seemingly reviewing uh, the Carters too. So look forward to his review at some point. Ooh. Oh, okay, <laughs> amazing! Hell yeah! Either that or he's <laughs> talking about Dredge or it, Dredge. I, yeah, I hope. I hope I it's know. Carters too. I, I, I really hope it's Carters. I hope it's Carters. I need to know. <laughs> Yeah, sweet. Well, when you're done getting your your cart action on, uh, go check out Cabaret, which was the next game, Persona Theory Games. Cabaret is a visual novel about a boy cursed into a monster. Talk to monsters, perform tea ceremonies, play mini games, and learn the dwellers' stories. It's a unique journey to unravel the narrative through patience and immersion in the world of fantastic characters and their experiences. Out now on Xbox. Pure a lot of about this. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently good. Oh, all right. Probably something we need to check out. Sure. Our style looks amazing. Yeah, it's fucking beautiful. I don't have patience. So the fact that yeah. patience was oh. in the thing, I'm like, no. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, 
<laughs> Moises clarified uh, Dredge, not not Carter. Oh. <laughs> I demand he also review uh, Car- whatever, whatever Carter two. What it was going? Moises, the the paste readers need to they know about Carter. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta know. They need a retrospective of the first and the second one. Uh, man. See, it's called Carter's too. And if you would ask me if there was a Carter's one, I'd be like, I really don't know. There probably is. There probably is. They just started. They, yeah, they just started <laughs> with Carter's the, too. Oh my God. Like, what was the, what was the, thank you. Yeah, no, I was like, the third. You skipped yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah Cab- Cabaret looks great. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <Cabaret. laughs> uh, Homestead Arcana from Serenity Forge and Skybound Games was. Skybound Games was also shown off. In Homestead Arcana, you fi- you become a farming witch and pioneer the range that has been mysteriously corrupted with deathly miasma. In order to discover the secret behind its appearance, you will grow plants to power up your spells, craft new gear, and use nature's magic to ultimately heal the land. Throughout all of- throughout all this, you will be aided on your journey by your trusted familiar Huckleberry, voiced by Yuri Lowenthal, who will be oh. presenting this gameplay walkthrough of Homestead Arcana. Coming to Game Pass on day one, fans can pre-order or pre-install Homestead Arcana today. Serenity Forge doesn't miss. Say that again, I'm sorry. Uh, Serenity Forge. Banger of a studio, they don't miss. Mm. Name some of the other ones because I'm blanking right now. Doki Doki Lurge Club, baby. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, I, that, that was the main one. Okay. I haven't put more into that other than the first chapter because I got way too freaked out. But yeah, they they do good. Like, um, I mean, grant that this doesn't seem like narrative driven, but they they do good narrative driven stuff. They did. Um, granted, apparently it didn't hit as hard as we wanted to potentially, but they did date night bowling. Remember that? I do remember that. I couldn't hit. I'm <laughs> struggling with that mute button. I was struggling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nice, cool. Uh, then we got the explorer. Oh my god, explorer to. I can't speak. Explorator. Explorator. There we go. The Explorator. Remnant Game Studio. The Explorator is a game inspired by old school first person shooters with a cell shading visual style. Style. As an explorer, you take your courage in both hands to set foot on the most dangerous island of the known world, Ospos- Ospolis. Ospolis? Ospolis? Jesus Christ, Kyle. <laughs> Legends say that the legendary city of Atlantis lies beneath this island, which has been suddenly overrun by goblins and monsters that have emerged from the bowels of the underground tunnels, drilled by unwary explorers confident of finding this famous city. He did it. Yo, the- he, he did it, guys. I did yeah. it. Gold star. <laughs> Yo, this looks uh, incredible. When I was watching the trailer, I was like, this is a frog and toad game. Yeah. On acid. <laughs> Dude, Frog and Toad, Page Master, let's go. Yeah, it does look really cool. Like, do the the animation behind some, but whoa, the animation behind a lot of the characters and like the way the monsters are moving and whatnot is wild. It is so impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see every single little frame <laughs> that, like, every single little bit is being animated, and it's like really impressive. Yeah, yeah, instantly, uh, highly on the anticipated list. Absolutely, this is their first game. Oh. oh scary that's awesome at least on steam at least on steam okay sure yeah looks great 
Yeah, there was a there was a moment in the trailer where it, it seemed like it was going to be like a very wholesome type thing. <laughs> yeah, that just blows up, and then a monster comes out of nowhere, out of nowhere, <laughs> and they pull out a shotgun and boom, and it explodes. It's cool, very cool. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, it looks like, <laughs> oh boy, it kind of looks like for the three people that might understand this reference. If you have ever vacationed in Lake George, New York, it looks like a uh, Goonie <laughs> Golf, uh, the mini golf course in Lake George. <laughs> oh, is with us? Do you hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah okay. he's just frozen. Uh, well, 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 I'm sticking. I'm sticking like that, baby. It's a famous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everybody Nick- else should do a freeze frame. <laughs> Next up is uh, while while I do this, Mike, you want to restart your camera? I'm working on it. No, leave it. <laughs> there yeah. it is. Sweet. Oh, there it is. Uh, uh, one of our most anticipated here oh. amongst the six hundred and eighty crew. <laughs> 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 Audio listeners, you reset it. We saw it for a second and went right back to the same screen. <laughs> I hope it's still there. We go. Yeah. Dang it! I wanted to revert back again. <laughs> One of our most anticipated here is Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus hey. and Butterfly. Um, from, oh my god, they told us how to say it, and I just blanked. Toje? Toje? Or is, is it Toje or Toge? I think it's Toge. Okay. Toge Productions. I felt, dude, when <laughs> Sarah said that, yeah. I felt so bad. Because <laughs> we, we've been saying it wrong for so long. Uh, course Worldwide Games. Open the copy shop. Copy. <laughs> <laughs> First episode back in packs, y'all. Hell yeah. I didn't see since I haven't been working, I don't talk nearly as much. So when I come on a show to talk, I just stumble like crazy. Dude, Anyways, on my days so off, we- my, on my days off, my wife comes home. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're saying we can never take a break again. No, we can't. Not stop. Okay. Work me to the bone. Great. Open the coffee shop doors once again in present day fanta- fantastical Seattle, where memorable <laughs> humans court. Quirky orcs, business-oriented succubi, and other mythological denizens coexist. In Coffee Talk ep- Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly, be the best barista you can be as you serve warm and comforting drinks and lend a much-needed ear to a whole array of customers. Encounter familiar faces and a few new ones, too, as you improve their moods with your wonderful concoctions and a delightful latte art, all to the sound of chilled lo-fi beats. Mm. Matt, take it away. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no, that means Kyle. In your defense, those are a lot of big words that you're yeah that you're, that the, you're nailing eventually. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> those are some complicated wordplay there. Yeah, Kyle, you're crushing it. I'm um, not, but thank you. I yeah, I can't wait for this mm-hmm. Co- coffee talk episode one. As we have talked about many a times, uh, one of the greatest narrative games ever created. I would say, it's, at least in the past decade. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Muhammad Fami, rest in peace. One of the best narrative writers uh, in modern gaming or throughout the industry of all time, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, I don't know if Fami was directly in, uh, involved with episode two, but I'm sure a lot of his spirit and obviously a lot of his characters are going to be involved with this game. Mm-hmm. And i um, just really excited to get back in that world and probably feel a lot of soul crushing feelings uh, along with probably the best soundtrack of the year. Right. Mm-hmm. Very excited, Matt. Do you think we get into no spoilers for Coffee Talk episode one? Go play a Coffee Talk episode one. But do you think we get into some of that like end stuff 
do you think it's like a continuation or are we, are we just doing another day at the maybe. coffee shop? Yeah. I, I, I kind of hope it's not the main focus, but Same. maybe it's like, hopefully it's just a background thing. Yeah. yeah. And Matt, whenever this goes on sale, what are we going to do as soon as the vinyl gets announced? Uh, buy it. Uh, yes, we're not going to fuck this edition up again. That has one and two. I already have that pre-ordered. Um, yeah, I got to get that. Yeah. I think Amazon has it, right? If it's still available. Yeah, they it's did. Still available. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Shin and Jez, uh, leaders over at Chorus Worldwide. Finally got to see them at PAX East. Delightful human beings. Happy to report. Not scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to report that. award we do on the show floors. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're not a scumbag award. Not the not go. scumbag award. <laughs> No, you know what? Nowadays, wonderful. that's a great award to get. It yeah. really oh, is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No, they they were so wonderful. Like they, I I had an appointment to play. I think I had the appointment to play coffee talk and and something else. And Shin was like, "Oh, but you were here to play something, right? Do you want to play anything?" I was like, "Honestly, no, because I don't want to get anything spoiled for me." So we just talked for an hour. Mm-hmm. Sweet, <laughs> it was great. They were yeah. run, they were running a fantastic thing on the floor where I think between Toge and between Chorus, um, they were showing nine games. And if the first five people to play all nine games, they were they got like a special like a uh, goodie bag kind of thing from course. Yeah. Like that had a bunch of swag. And yeah. I got to witness I got to witness number three. That makes oh. me miss uh PSX grabbing all the cards yeah. and the oh, other collectibles. My God. Yeah. Oh that was so great. That was so <sighs> damn fun. I still have my binder with those cards in it. Uh, so I have the cards somewhere. Mm-hmm. I have the cards. I have the Lamborghini was, from Gran Turismo. Uh, Hot yeah, Wheels I still on got that one. Uh, Remember was, Alec? Was it, was how it, like how Alec much he hustled? Troop. <laughs> yeah. God. Was the last year the one they had the case and it was in this? It was in the PS4. Yep. That's that's yeah. the one I have up there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember that MLB bar area? <laughs> you had to go yeah. there to get a card. Dude, that was our spot. It was. Hey, there it is. Look nice. at that. Look at what that. a pull. Oh, the, the I forgot Matt's not on camera for you. Right, he yeah. just pulled up uh MLB the show thing. <laughs> the 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 beer voucher that yeah, I kept. Yeah, the beer voucher. Yeah. Man, PSX. What a time. What a time. Speaking of hey, PlayStation. Speaking about sad times. <laughs> closer the distance from Osmotic Studios and Skybound Games. A deeply moving slice of life sim that tells a story about the connections between family and friends in the face of tragedy. Following a fatal car accident, players take on the role of Angela, a young girl from the town of Yesterby, who finds herself watching over her loved ones as they navigate the grieving process. Using her ethereal ability to influence the townspeople she once knew, Angela's choices will ultimately determine the fate of Yesterby. It's real sad, y'all. That trailer Big sad. made me sad. Big sad. <laughs> it's it's kind of like um, not nearly as robust and crazy as like the GTA hopping between characters, but it does the thing where you can hop between all the townspeople and see what they're doing at that moment and, cool. and seeing how they're coping. And uh, they ha- they all have a status of like how they're doing. And most of them are just okay and sad, mm-hmm. dejected. And just like it seems, it seems heavy. It seems very heavy. They um, go over to the Austin character, and it's just like having a mental breakdown. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. my my status. Yeah, I get absolutely. It. I get Kyle it. can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, like a good Spoiler use of like the watchdogs mechanic of where you can see what you know 
people are up to when you're passing them on the street. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, also, just side note, Skybound making moves, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. Like, Jesus. All right. Cool. Walking Dead, City of Dead coming this spring. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, Russell Quest they had a big thing of packs as well. Yeah. Full on ring and everything. All right. Where's Invincible, cowards? Bring it back. <laughs> it's coming. And last but not least, we've talked about it a lot here previously. Cassette Beast from Bitten Studio and Raw Fury embark on a thrilling monster collecting open world adventure as you find your way home from the island of New World. In this trailer, Kaylee, one of the companions you'll meet and team up with, explains how to transform into monster form and how to capture and record new monster forms. With Cassette cassette beast fusion system you can combine any two monsters into powerful new ones cassette beast launches april 26th with pc game pass on day one and microsoft store and later this spring to xbox series x and s xbox one and xbox game pass on day one and probably other places but we're reading this from the idea at mm-hmm. xbox place. yeah um yeah, yeah. dude cassette beast kicks so much ass yeah. it's so good uh, from a demo, I, I haven't played the full version. <laughs> full disclosure, <laughs> from the next fest demo that I played, uh, yeah, this game rules. Yeah. One of the best uh, character creators in like a pixel art game, and that I've ever really encountered. It was like really in depth, and I got to like, I made little <laughs> pixel Mike. It was very <laughs> impressive, but and just very varied and just very inclusive, which is all, always like fantastic to see. <laughs> uh, stunning. It kind of looks like uh hd 2d light i would say like man if pokemon ever like looked like these goddamn games oh, come oh on. boy that's what that that's what back. i know <laughs> but no like uh, the dream even like yeah i know well cassette is doing like a lot it's ticking a lot of the right boxes that pokemon fans have wanted for a very mm-hmm. long time similar to um coromon last mm-hmm. year like it seems like cassette is really gonna do what pokemon fans wanted to do indie does what nintendo yeah baby uh, yeah get them yeah i cannot wait to just go all in once it once it launches again hey uh raw fury god bless you for launching a game two days before star wars <laughs> god bless you april like, is, oh. is heavy with games they're like oh we we dodged uh legend of zelda there's no other <laughs> games coming out near that time nah yeah. So that's been uh that was what was unveiled at ID at Xbox. Uh nice. I think a tighter show, which I think helps the format for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I think this is how they should do it for now. Yes. They even referenced many times. I, I think like somebody like maybe maybe they listened to the six one indie cast, mm. but there were many times where the host referenced like, oh, we have to end in an hour like at an hour on the dot. And it's like yeah, Sweet. good. Yeah. Good. Or they can just hire us, you know, or sponsor <laughs> us, whatever whatever they like to do. Papa Spencer, I'll talk about Xbox all you want. Look at that. I have the Xbox controller right next to me. You have a fridge? Yeah. I have a yeah. fridge. No, the, I, I had to throw it away. It broke. Oh, you threw it away. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, found, I saw one for $40 and I was like, <laughs> it turns out you're not supposed to use it. <laughs> <laughs> like I looked at like. There's like Reddit threads about it, and apparently it's like, yeah, you shouldn't use the fridge. <laughs> it's like, oh, great, just use it as like Wonderful. a little, like a little trunk. You, <laughs> yeah, just a little you, trunk. You store shit in there and then close. Yeah, you put your physical yeah. games in there to hold. 
Yeah. I'm going to put a, it where my Xbox Series X should be. But I don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, take the motor out, put in like a USB hub. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. Well, Kyle, thank you for bringing that breakdown of the idea at Xbox show to the table. Um, a lot of games to spend money on, but uh, you know, I'm not going to spend that money right away. I think folks, if they have the extra cash laying around, should go spend that on patreon.com slash six one indie. So why don't we run an ad that tells you all about patreon.com slash six one indie patreon.com slash six one indie helps keep this pigeon flying becoming a six one indie patron means you'll be keeping the mics hot each and every week for the six one indie cast expanding our indie game coverage and funding massive projects such as the mini indie showcase not only will you be supporting a small independently operated company but you get some bang for your buck as well the Coop is a monthly vlog where I'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on with 6-1 Indie and answer all of your questions, all while playing a super rad game I find on itch.io. Clocked Out is our exclusive IndieCast post-show that tends to go a bit off the rails at times. And last but not least, Indie 100, an exclusive podcast where we are ranking the 100 greatest indie games of all time. So if you dig what we're doing, you want a little bit more content, and you want to support our vision moving forward, consider becoming a patron over on patreon.com slash 61indie. Welcome back. Now, I would like to talk about a few of the games that we've been playing, and I would like to start. I'm calling this episode Steam Deck's Killer App. Question mark? Because uh-huh. if you had a question mark, it's clickbait. And, That's true. Click. and we need the clicks. <laughs> and we need them clicks. Y'all, ha- are you familiar with Spin Rhythm XD? Only from the past couple days, we're like, all right, we're going to talk about it on this week's IndieCast. That's all I know. So Spin Rhythm XD is a game I've been following for what feels like years at this point. I think I it first hopped on my radar right before the pandemic. Um, oh, it, I've seen this before. It is a rhythm game akin to a guitar hero, DJ hero, DDR, so on and so forth. Um, came out on early access. I want to say last year I hopped into it. Um, oh, sorry. It came into, out into early access 2019. So, yes, it was pre-pandemic that I heard, I heard about this. Back in the day before I was a deck boy, wasn't really a PC person. So I was just kind of patiently waiting to see if it ever would come to a console. Mm-hmm. Once I got my Steam Deck... I saw Spin Rhythm was on sale. I was like, oh, I see that apparently it works well on Steam Deck. Let me go give it a shot. I picked it up, played a few rounds. We're in that busy like game of the year uh, time, so I only got to play a little little bit. Launched into 1.0, I think PAX week, uh, and I picked it up as soon as we got home from PAX. Or sorry, I I updated it and because obviously I picked it up and early access free blah 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 uh i updated it to 1.0 um right after packs and y'all easily my game of the year so far and i don't know if anything's gonna pass it and yeah. this thing feels incredible on steam deck and i can't imagine playing it any other way so i was gonna ask you because i i remember seeing the trailer i think it was at packs one year maybe i tried it and i sucked real bad it looks incredibly hard to play. I agree. And that's what made me so <laughs> trepidatious about it. Okay. Is like, it not I, as hard as it looks? So yeah, we'll kind of like go through like the mechanics and whatnot. So when you look on the screen, it looks like a guitar hero runway or a rock band runway. You got essentially four notes, kind of. 
you have it's it's four blocks but it's really just two colors you you're red and you're blue there's multiple forms of input that that you have to like kind of uh react to the song with there are we'll call them gems i know like that's the rock band terminology but we'll call them gems for the hell of it there are the the small gems which kind of look like hammer-ons from mm-hmm. guitar hero and rock band and then there's larger gems the smaller gems you are turning your uh i don't know how how i don't know how to really describe it where like the threshold is i guess like where you would hit the button uh on a rock band or a guitar hero mm-hmm. um the input for that is that obviously given the name spin rhythm you are spinning it left and right um for the little ones, all you have to do is line up the color. So, like, if the little ones are coming, to, like, blue little ones are coming, all you have to do is line up the blue block to get uh, to get them in the right lane. The big blocks is where you would tap, like, I'm assuming on a mouse, it would be clicking the mouse or pressing A on a controller. Uh, and then there are highlighted lanes where uh you have to actually like spin left or right like there's arrows pointing left and arrows pointing right and you just spin um so like i think like on a controller it will be a joystick uh and then there are and the higher difficulties they add green bars which would be like um kind of in guitar i think they introduced it in guitar hero 4 where it's just open chords where you just strum without hitting the button on controller it's just shoulder buttons so you would hit like rt to hit those like bars Again, that's only in the higher difficulties. Um, and then finally, there's uh, notes that you would hang on to. So you would click the button and then you would kind of like drag it from left and right to follow um, follow the melody, I guess, in certain songs. Uh, so yes, a lot of mechanics. Why this works so well on Steam Deck is because Steam Deck has that little trackpad. And that trackpad works so fucking well for these for all the inputs that I just described. I was going to ask why the spinning and everything works best on the deck. And it now it makes sense. It's because that trackpad is so intrinsically mm-hmm. like it's so perfectly sensitive and tracks your thumb to the T where if you're trying to do it with, with a thumbstick, like you can use the thumbstick on the, on the steam deck if you want to, but it moves way too slow. Like it does kind of like that ramping thing where like, it'll go a little slow and then like speed up. It's not accurate enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Acceleration. It's not accurate enough. Whereas if you're just tracking with your thumb, you could literally just use your thumb and it follows it. Like there's no latency. There's no lag. It just works. So that's great for the little gems where you just have to line up, uh, line up the lanes. For the big gems where you would have to tap an A or do a mouse click, you just tap your thumb. You don't have to like press in. You don't have to press any buttons. You just tap. It's like a touchscreen in a way, and it works so well. And what's great also, it doesn't penalize you if you lift your thumb and put your thumb back down. It's just as long as you put your thumb down and tap along to the big gems, you're good. Same goes with sliding. Uh, If you slide left and right for those big sections, the big sliding sections, the sensation you get from like flicking your thumb left and right, it just feels great. There's like a little bit of haptic feedback in the trackpad that really, um, it just like, it sounds cliche, but it like, it really gets you in the groove and mm-hmm. it really just kind of gives you that instant serotonin of just nailing it. Um, I forgot to mention, there's also like kind of like freestyle sections where you just wiggle left and right to just like, kind of like it, it, it makes the screen go crazy and stuff. It's, it's great. Um, and the bar is like the one that like the 
just the Steam Deck triggers feel great. So like hitting the bar and nailing the bars also feel great. But it's really the trackpad that uh, is the star of this whole situation and why like I think this game is made for Steam Deck. It's coming to consoles. You can play it with mouse and keyboard. I've seen also like wild uh, interpretations where you can play it with like a like a yeah exactly what Matt is pulling up. You could play it with a turntable interface if you want to. <laughs> But man, for just pick up and play and just have a good time, that Steam Deck trackpad, fucking killer time. Especially if you put he- like playing with headphones and like really getting into the soundtrack. The soundtrack fucking slaps. Uh, I think we're at sixty songs we launched with. Um, it fucking rules so hard. Hi, Kelsey. Hello. What's up? Kyle and I are in cahoots. Why? I have a surprise for you. You can also, yeah. while uh, Mike is talking to Kelsey, uh, you can also make your own custom tracks. Uh, yes, that thank you, is uh, in there as well. So, honestly, limitless uh, potential <laughs> for this game. And Mike did ask me if I wanted to buy it and play it. I'm broke right now, so I couldn't. But after watching that 1.0 trailer, uh, this game's up my alley. This game looks fantastic. Uh, so, audio listeners don't understand what's happening. Um, Kelsey wanted to surprise Mike on the podcast with a tattoo and uh i have it on the I the big i, love I have it. it just mike's <laughs> camera Kels, if you want to show it closer oh she can't um, hear me so it, you can relay that mike he he says if you want to show it on camera if possible i don't know how it's on her uh yeah it, it's a shy guy on mess but it's mike's face it's <laughs> 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 great for yeah, it's great for audio listeners. It looks, it looks incredible. The real, the real question is, did she get her food? Yeah, oh, <laughs> that was the real question. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you have a better picture. I don't, but oh, Danny's got it. <laughs> <laughs> I keep love talking. This. I love yeah, this. Yeah, uh, I honestly can't wait to play this game. Uh, I get paid next Friday. I'm buying it immediately. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm jealous that Mike's been able to play this game because it looks fantastic. Is it like a um? Maybe Mike was already said it, but I was trying Jesus. to monitor when Kelsey was coming up the stairs. Uh, licensed tracks are, are there? Okay. Is there like a store and whatnot? So um, there's no store or anything. There, there are some licensed tracks, kind of. Okay. So um, I know, like on the way, um, there's a Monster Cat uh, track uh, track pack coming. So like Monster Cat's the um, the rock uh, the rock band, the Rocket League. Um, Okay. some of the rocket league contributors uh lana rain has a celeste track on Ooh. here which is okay it's incredible um there's a, a there's one anamanaguchi song that just got added <laughs> um which is great uh Sweet. i i really hope like the the lana rain celeste track um really want I, I really hope they start leaning into video game music i think that's kind of like their bread and butter like cool if you could get like uh, like uh, you know what rock band does but like rock band and guitar hero they do that beat saber mm-hmm. is doing that with like the light like the you know, mm-hmm. they just dropped like the panic at the disco pack and stuff like that mm-hmm. since this since spin rhythm is mostly edm electronic music like lean into game scores like oh my god if you could like now that you have lena lena rain in your pocket get the moon glow bass soundtrack on here get the chicory soundtrack on here like just oh, chicory getting goes hard yeah and like they're just so fun to play and like the way they uh they they put together the charts um something that's really cool like how saying the again i don't know what the correct term is but like the the threshold where you would like put the input Mm -hmm. um 
the way it spins left and right, you could keep like spinning right to like, let's say you have like a red note all the way on the left and then coming next is blue all the way on the right. You could just kind of like line it up in a way where you just like you keep spinning left so you could catch it on the back end if that makes any sense which like once you nail those movements instead of like frantically moving from left to right trying to catch it if you could nail those like little tricks again so satisfying especially with the trackpad and the way it charts it sometimes there will be a wild strain of like rapid blue notes and then like immediately a like a wild strain of rapid red notes and again, the way the charts are built, because they're built with like really like with gameplay in mind, obviously, and like really done with care, they'll just like organically flow into one another without you having to really do anything. And like, even though you're not doing anything to nail those notes, you still get that instant feedback of like, and that serotonin boost of like really nailing like a 50 note string that you, it looks difficult as it's coming down the pipeline, but because because of how the charts are crafted it just like yeah it just feels organic and natural and just like they know what they're doing um Sweet. but yeah to answer your question about like the license tracks so far it's yeah there's the one lane rain track there's the one anamanaguchi track um there is some vocal like i think everything technically is licensed it's just not it's not licensed mm-hmm. in the way that i i think you're asking uh, I, I think yeah, there's yeah. a I think there's yeah, I a couple it. like original spin rhythm tracks, but most of it is just like outside guest composers and and artists okay. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You know uh, who I want on this? Who? Laserhawk. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we do. <laughs> yeah, like hopefully, like it's wild. Like this game right now, overwhelmingly positive on Steam. Um, with the, the reviews over almost three thousand reviews it's like at like a 98 right now and like mm-hmm. i hear nobody talk about this game like obviously it has an audience but like i'm shocked that it hasn't really broken through aaron Cini texted me yesterday or i texted him happy birthday and he was like hey if there's one indie game i need to pick up what is it i said oh do you have a steam deck you should get this and then he <laughs> when i tweeted about the episode yesterday or today he was like yo thank you so much for putting me on this game I was like, <laughs> yeah i know like legitimately, I think this is like the beat saber for Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. It's That's yeah, awesome. And Kyle, you would f- like inevitably sure. when you when you're on it, like oh my god, this mm-hmm. is your fucking jam. There's there's nothing like a good rhythm game, mm-hmm. seriously, and especially something that's doing something different and doing it in an in an intelligent manner. Yeah, and I didn't even get to talk about like kind of like the progression and stuff, um, like. It does like the Guitar Hero thing where like you start on easy and like, for example, like referencing Guitar Hero, like easy, you know, it's the first three notes, medium, the first four notes, hard, five notes, expert, mm-hmm. six notes for spin rhythm. Uh, I haven't played it on easy. I started out right on normal, but on, on normal, it's just uh, it's just like the tapping and, and the keeping track of the little notes and then some some of the spins hard. It obviously like speeds the lane up a little more and adds more notes but then it starts adding in the beats so like with each Mm. difficulty it adds a new mechanic to it and what's great is that the first track in the lane is a tutorial and the tutorial adjusts itself to the difficulty so you could keep replaying it and practicing if you want to that's awesome um a shit ton of accessibility options which is great you could slow down things you could change you could change all the colors you could change any color you want um they lean hard into the achievements which is great like there's like really weird specific achievements and like it 
what I like is that it encourages you to explore the accessibility options. Like it's, there's something like, I think there's like a, a song called like colorblind or something. Um, and they make you put on colorblind mode and play that song for an oh. achievement. So like, yeah, it's trying to like encourage you to like play differently and act like the, the thing that trophies and achievements should do. Um, and also in terms of progression, there is a leveling system. You get experience every time there, uh, each song, there's a ranking from D to S, uh, and depending on where you land, you gain experience. And every time you level up, you will unlock new songs. As long as you have more songs to unlock, um, you unlock, uh, different track lanes that like runways, you unlock different color schemes, which is really cool. Um, so you can really like kind of tailor the game however you want it to look, which is really cool. You can really make it a, your own. Uh, and the cool thing, which the perfectionist in me, like really, it like, it's always on the back of my mind. And every time I, I miss it, I'm like, fuck, especially with the lane of rain song. There's, I, I've missed it by one goddamn note. Uh, you can, of course, full combo songs, but there's the extra layer of perfecting the timing of every single note. So like, I like once like I'm pretty good with normal right now. Like I go, I'm pretty confident I could full combo all the normal songs. Mm-hmm. I want, like, I know I want to go back and try to like perfect each song. And like, I was trying to do that with the Lana rain song. Um, and I kept missing it by one fucking note every time. And it was always the same note for whatever reason it would go from perfect, perfect, perfect. And then great. And it's like, why, why am I missing this <sighs> one fucking beat? <laughs> it knows. It knows. But yeah, spin rhythm. It's awesome. Remarkable. If you have a Steam Deck, it's a must buy. It's a must play. Right the fuck away. Tell your friends about it. I want this game to be a, su- a success for the next fucking fifteen years. <laughs> I want. I want all the cool songs. I want oh, a I, I sh- '90s dance pack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, I should mention because I put it in the thumbnail. Uh, there's a lot of pirate tracks, <laughs> which is a very weird choice, but they they go so hard. They go so fucking hard. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, hey, that's uh, spin rhythm. Sweet. Hey, Jake. Hey, is it time to be thirsty? Oh, it is time to be thirsty. Romansylvania. If you find it on sale. <laughs> oh, oh okay. 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 We got a question from Cole, the good sir. Welcome back from PAX. Hope you all recovered, Mike. Hope you're feeling better, my friend. Yeah, kind of. I see that Romansylvania will be discussed this week. It was a game I was looking forward to. Even drafted it in uh, two fantasy leagues. It's currently sitting at a 59%, only 7% higher than Crime Boss Rock Hayes City. So my question is, what happened? I know I wasn't uh, the only one high on this game. So I look forward to hearing your thoughts about it. Jake, take the floor. Well, let me tell you about Romancelvania. It, it, it is a Castlevania-like dating sim. It, mm-hmm. The concept is great. The concept is there. Mm-hmm. And some of the dialogue that they have for this game is is great. I love it. But where it falls flat is like some of the graphics on there is just it's too dark. Sometimes it's too dark to see things. Mm-hmm. Um, the combat system is very buggy. Sometimes you go to it like attack an enemy and it just doesn't do the attack. Or if mm-hmm. you need to crouch down, it's like you can't do moving forward and then immediately crouch you have to wait to stop and then crouch in a way so it's like it doesn't handle movement or combat very well but it's 
it, I, it still has its hooks in me because I want to get to know these characters. Mm-hmm. So like what it, what it does is like, it sets it up where um, you, you meet three characters and then like you're on a game show, like you set it up, you start as Drac, you're coming out and you're like wondering what's going on. And then you're, you meet Grimm and you find out you're in a game show and then you get to choose if you want to be male Drac or female Drac, which is kind of weird. You start off as male Drac and then you get to choose if you're going to be male or female. I was like, that's interesting. wonder why. Yeah. It's hmm. like, why, why can't you just choose in the beginning? But whatever. So you go to meet the first three characters and I, I, Mike played this. So we got up to the first character. Um, as soon as you meet all three characters, you have to vote one of them all. Oh, and it's like, oh. and you're just like, oh, okay. So you vote them off. Come to find out later, upgrades are are um, designed where if you build up your relationship with certain characters, then you could purchase those upgrades for like weapon damage increase or any other things that are on there. Uh, if you vote someone off, you can't level that up anymore, and you're just locked out of getting whatever mm. increase on whatever weapon. So you have to pick and choose what you want, which is kind of sucks to find out. Like after you already voted like two people off, and like by the time you go to do a uh, your second vote, they make you vote two people off, and it's just like, oh, all right. Well, I kind of wanted to know about certain characters, and now I have to vote mm-hmm. this one off because I need to keep these other ones in order to upgrade other stuff. So it's like. It, some of it is like disappointing in that way. Like the combat is like probably the most disappointing thing about it. Oh, really? Because it's just like there's no way to like block an attack. Sometimes there's like an enemy below you, and because of the way their attack goes, if it's like going a full circle, it can hit you through the wall. And there's no way for you to like mm. dodge that. Mm. It's just just some of the movements clunky, but like I still want to know about certain characters. Like PSL is this pumpkin <laughs> pumpkin spice latte is that what that stands for yeah <laughs> yep. but it's, yeah. it's spelled p-s-e-l-l-e yeah <laughs> honestly that i think that's my favorite character that i've met so far mm-hmm. like medusa's great psl is my favorite but i, I want to meet more characters like one character i voted off like i wish i didn't have to but i needed to keep the other character are you are you male drac no, I am female Drac. Okay, I was going to ask how the uh, the the voice of the Fifty Shades of Grey uh, <laughs> main character is because that's he voices the male Drac in the game. Yeah, the funny uh, story for folks who don't know the we mentioned this on a show previously, but the voice actor for male Drac is the voice actor for the audiobook version of Christian Grey. Yeah, in Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> They knew Makes exactly sense. what they were doing. They knew 1, exactly 000%. what they were doing. 100%. Yeah. 100%. They had one person on like, the want list for that role, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> they will take no no's for an answer. Um, it's funny because you, when you're picking your character, you can keep the male voice on the female character. Hmm. Hmm. So That's nice. I could have kept, you know, sure. 50 Shades of Grey on there, but I didn't want to. Yeah. They're going to throw me off just a little bit. But it sounded like it sounded fine just from the dialogue. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the dialogue changes between male or female, but I'm sure it stays the same. All right. I mean, that's a bit of a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. I still it, want to check it, it, it out is. one day, but I, I, I highly recommend checking it out. Not for $25. Sure. Because the writing there is a, like really good. Right. Like that seems yeah, like the selling point. Yeah, it's great. But it's just 
I, I can't I can't justify the full price based off of this combat sure. being buggy and just some of the graphical issues with it mm, I've had. It's a bummer. But definitely check it out like down the road. If it's like $15, go for it. Cool. Well, Mike and I are no stranger to a buggy (laughs) Castlevania-like games. (laughs) Which one are you referring to? (laughs) Uh, uh, Bloodstained for the Switch. Yeah, there it is. is. (laughs) Block that from my memory. Yeah. (laughs) Great on PlayStation. Yeah. I I, I keep seeing that game for sale on Switch. I was like, nope. (laughs) No way. Well, uh, something we could finally talk about because it's out today. Mm-hmm. Raven's Watch. Early Access. Hey. Early Access is out today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another mini indie showcase jam uh, from the Curse of the Dead Gods team. Mm-hmm. I Nikon. believe. Yes, thank you. Uh, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry, Past Tech publisher Nikon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe mm-hmm. myself, Kyle, and Matt have played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, tell me a little about, well, tell me a little bit about Raven's Watch. What is Raven's Watch? Sure. It's been a bit, um, but it is, um, old folk tales and legends, um, such as like Beowulf and, uh, the big bad wolf, uh, from Little Red Riding Hood and, and other legends of, of folk tales, uh, I guess. Um, and it's a, uh, uh, a, a roguelike action game and um, uh, heavily inspired or heavily in uh, the co-op mode. So like playing co-op is probably the way to go because characters um, enhance each other, I guess. Uh, and and it, it's, it's better, I think, in co-op. Yeah. Um, and it's a fun time. It's beautiful. Um yeah, it's weird to finally talk about it. It's been a while, so like I'm I know a that's the thing. So like, the, we, I mean, uh, Mike, my favorite that I played was the Pied Piper, yeah. um, where it, it's a flute, and then you just attack by sending rats out, um, and, and every every character has their own like specials and different types of movement. Um, like Mike played as Aladdin, I think, for a little Aladdin. bit. Yeah, um, and they all felt super unique, which I love. They don't feel samey. Um, yeah, it's cool. I like these. Uh, I like these folktale kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you kind of referenced it already, like roguelite, top down, whatever. Um, think Hades. It's Hades, yeah. but with folktale kind of characters. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's a there's a Medusa. There's I think there's a mermaid. I think it's there's, like a siren, and, and siren, she controls um, very strange. I couldn't get it. Yeah, there's a. Little Red Riding Hood, there's Aladdin, Beowulf. I know there's more characters on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, what do you think about it so far? I haven't really talked to you about it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I played about an hour today uh, as uh, Scarlet, Little Red Riding Hood, yeah, um, who basically is like a druid from like Diablo 2. Yeah. Um, I loved it. The artwork is gorgeous. It's um, really pretty. It's, you know, the Diablo game we deserve by the by not the people who put out uh, Diablo. Uh, so it's it's great that this is out here. Uh, haven't tried co-op yet, but I loved every minute. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know where the hell I would needed to go or what I was supposed to do, um, but just traversing, figuring out how all the uh, powers and all those things work. 
is a lot of fun. Like I, I, I really want to dive more I, into this. Scarlet turning into the big bad wolf when it comes nighttime. Mm-hmm. I think it's very, very cool. And it's OP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's um I sorry, I got distracted because um it's currently has a mixed reviews on so, steam and like i didn't understand that because like i had a great time with I, so far well, and i scrolled down it is i'm scrolling in the comments yeah it's literally what we played is what early access is yeah so it seems very limited in mm-hmm. in how much is in there i but understand I but like that. y'all mm-hmm. don't review bash something for no it's you know. early access for a reason yeah and like granted I, I get it you're you're paying for one level sure but like mm-hmm. don't review bash something for that reason no because the game itself is great and there's a mm-hmm. lot of promise and like granted full disclosure we got keys for free so like mm-hmm. sure but like i don't know like so so I'm, I'm reading the details from launch like so right now is chapter one dark hills there's six heroes there's one master nightmare which i'm assuming it's the boss is the think. boss but like 80 upgrades 50 magical objects 10 difficulty modes like it's a lot yeah play the fuck out of the game like master the boss like, is master a lot all of the characters yeah like play through all the characters, like play through difficulty modes, like you'll have a good time. Like I'm sure I'm gonna be playing runs nonstop. Um, Matt, you played it on deck? No, I uh, couldn't not get it to work on deck. Ah, okay, um, okay. I finally uh, read a thread today of how to actually get it to work on deck, so I will be trying that out. Um, but other than that, just sitting on PC is a lot of fun. Sure. Yeah. Sweet. How and, you know you can actually play it with controller on PC, yeah. whereas Diablo you can't play with a controller on PC. <laughs> uh how were you uh handling solo because when me and kyle were doing co-op we got our asses kicked and we we're like yes. oh i mean how, I, um, how could we play the solo <laughs> i use so do you each still only have four feathers on co-op or you only get two feathers i forgot it's been a while i forgot what the feathers we, do. Uh, is that like the revive stuff yeah 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 i wanted to do each we played it early march mm-hmm. yeah something like that like right after we shot the showcase we right. played it mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, I, I, I died all four times during the boss fight like that boss has a okay. lot of health. So that's definitely where like co-ops going to come into play, because <laughs> playing that solo would take a long time to whittle that thing down. Interesting. I would cool. imagine for co-op uh, four feathers, everyone gets it one mm-hmm. as probably. a revive. probably. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited to play more. Uh, it seems like it's eventually coming to console when it hits 1.0. It seems mm-hmm. like uh, in spring, we're getting more abilities for the heroes. There's a new teleport system, new magical objects, and then a new hero. Summer, new map, new enemies, new boss, new NPCs and quests, new upgrades, and chapter two, which is the second stage. And then it says coming next. It doesn't say like 1.0 or anything, but chapter three. Okay, so it says end game. So chapter yeah. three end game and then more heroes more enemies bosses yada 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 nice so it seems like a total of eight characters mm-hmm. i think there's nine slots on the okay, character so slot. nine. yeah okay. cool yeah i'm excited to check out more austin tell me about meg's monsters or meg's monster singular S- singular monster thank you very much thank you sorry uh, my, my like y'all apologies. with uh yeah, thank you. Like y'all with Raven's Watch, I played this game like a month ago. <laughs> like it, it's it's been a while, and I was playing it for quote unquote review. But I was like, at the time, I was really busy, and I've still been really busy. So I was gonna do like a podcast review, so I didn't have to write it out. Mm-hmm. And right. then 
the Miz happened where we the, the showcase and all the work and all the packs and all that just kind of happened. So I was like, I'll I'll just wait until we're good to go. And I didn't think it'd be this <laughs> long. So here we are. But it, so it's it's been a minute. So forgive me. But Meg's Monster is a game published and developed by Odin Cat. I don't have a ton of history with them, but uh, this is... uh, I'll read the description, and I'll go from there. I'll take over. Take control of the underworld's grumpiest ghoul to help a lost little girl find her way home in in this creepy, cute indie adventure. Just be warned, if she cries, the whole world dies. And let me tell you... When you lose, it just shows the world exploding. <laughs> which, oh, shit. which I didn't lose a ton, so it took me like a while into the game to like actually get a game over, and I laughed so hard. And I don't exactly <laughs> remember why, but it was just the way they just like boom. <laughs> that was it. You 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 fucking lost. You you're dead. Everyone's dead. You let her cry. I, I gotta ask. Uh huh. Did the song pop in anybody else's head uh, when Austin just described that? Like when she gets sad, like this is the story of the girl. Who oh, cried a river and drowned the whole world. <laughs> Just you. <laughs> Just you. But uh, what, what grabbed my attention about this game was the sprite work. The sprite work looks awesome. It's simplistic, but I think it really pops off the page. And it then it was it was the combat because it, it's like it's like Pokemon esque combat, but like mm. the the like unique aspect of this is that you play as a character named Roy. I hate the name. I don't think it's a very mm. inspired name, but you're you're this monster who like basically becomes the protector of this child who at at the time you're like, if she cries, I think that means the end of the world. You're like, I guess we, I guess I had to protect this and you, you don't want to do this, but you end up doing it. Cause you're like, I guess I don't want to die, but you're controlling Roy and Roy has 99,999 health. So like, <laughs> you're not really going to die per se often, but you're protecting Meg. And if Meg mm-hmm. sees you get hurt, her happiness goes down. So Aww. you're kind of like, you're trying to like win fights like fast so she doesn't get sad and cry because if she cries, boom, <laughs> like you, you, you just die. Um, so that's what that's the aspect of it. Because you go in, you're like, how how is this going to be complicated? Like I have so much health. But like, so unlike Pokemon cool. where for me, when I play Pokemon, I pretty much just attack. Like there, there's few instances where I'll use some items or whatever. Yeah. Ah, get rid of these X specials and <laughs> X defenses. Get the hell out of here. You're, you're pretty much just spamming your one or two moves for the yeah, most maybe. part per Pokemon, I would say. Tell so get the fuck out of here. I would say it's a safe <laughs> assumption. Um, but here you can attack, guard. Yeah, there are toys. I don't want to say you use toys because that sounds weird. <laughs> but there are toys, and then there's a thing called scavenge and attack. Pretty non uh, non explanatory. Uh, you can guard, which is also pretty self explanatory. And then toys are something where if her happiness goes down, you can essentially use that as like a health item, where mm. you can like distract her and her happiness will either stall out, where like it won't go down anymore, or mm. it will like put it back up. And then scavenge. From what I didn't use scavenge a lot. You have to use it for one specific battle to win because you have to find a certain item. What scavenge does, from my understanding, is you just find a random item that could be helpful and could not be. It's kind of like a gamble in a way. Um, <clears throat> but there's a there's a boss you fight and you have to scavenge to find a certain item to like break his guard or whatever. But you learn after learning that move, uh, the other enemies gain that move as well going forward. So, but I learned that if they use scavenge the item they find, they have to wait another turn to use it, whereas you don't. So if you gamble and you scavenge, if you find an item you can use, you can use it right away. So in a way, it's like less of a gamble, and I think that was deliberate. So people would actually maybe use scavenge as an, op- as an option. But yeah, I think the 
the bulk of this game is is like the unique combat and like uh dealing with the, there is a really compelling narrative to it it's very short it's like i would say if you were just sitting down to like you know just i'm just gonna focus on this game and barrel through it it's probably like a three to four hour game i think it took me like a little over five just because like i was going back and forth and to remember what i was doing and like go like that and there was traveling from like certain areas to like town to town there's like a, an overworld map where you can kind of travel and fast travel and there's optional tasks you can do i also did the optional tasks so if you don't do that it probably is like a three-hour game sounds like um, my kind of game but yeah i i think like i look at the reviews on steam not not reading any of them but it says uh, 98% very positive, 97% overwhelmingly positive. And I completely mm. agree. Oh, yeah. Nice. Like, I, I think like this is a, if you like, like combat, uh, like Pokemon related combat games, like I think this, this is awesome. It's a really, really short stay. It doesn't ask a lot of you in terms of your time. Um, yeah. And the, you, you, you learn later on or early on that there's, this is not like, there's something going on here. Like the, the what they're showing you is definitely just kind of like, a mirage like there, there's more to it than what you're seeing there's like you i think the first thing you see is essentially a dead body fall from the sky from a hole and just like plop into like the Jesus. sewer and then you're like oh there's a hole and you learn that like that's where the human world is and you're in the monster world so uh, there's like a hole from the human world that just falls right into the monster world there's a there's a lot of like cool imagery that i enjoyed um what's going on with this monster's uh roy's arm no idea. They never talk about it once. No, I'm not joking. Oh, okay. I'm not joking. That's just his design. And I think it's a Audio cool design, but I was like... It's a, crab, it's a crab arm with a giant eyeball in the shoulder. And yeah, the rest does of this tyrant? Like a, like, <laughs> that's kind of what it reminds me of. And the rest of them is just like a, a blue-horned like Yeti kind of dude. Is this secretly published by Capcom? Yeah. <laughs> we, we finally Did, found out Tyrant's name. It's Roy. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, the the little girl does she like level up and gain more happiness or does it um, always stay at like a it's been a month so yeah, i know sure. i know for a fact that as you fight you just naturally get stronger as roy like it, like if you got through this match your attack and guard went up like two points or whatever okay so i assume she does as well but i honestly don't remember okay um and like i i spoke a little bit about it earlier where like there are there's like a specific enemy you have to do a certain thing to do that almost every enemy in here like i don't think there are really optional enemies like there's no like random encounters type of deal mm -hmm. but every enemy has like a deliberate thing they're trying to teach you in terms of the combat and i felt like it it was very intuitive to me like i as soon as you're like oh this doesn't work you just go to the next option and you're like oh okay cool and then you, you're just learning it. It, it it since it's only like four to five hours long like i think it moves at a really good beat and it and it teaches you like adequately like i, I think in terms of like the pacing in terms of combat and the narrative i think it's like perfect like it's it's really good it's really smartly done um and like i said i only like laughed out loud one time and it was when the scene of the world just exploding happened <laughs> but there are a lot of like <laughs> chuckles like they, they go for comical a comical nature there's a there's a scene where there's like four overlord monsters and it cuts to them and one of them is just like this elderly guy and he's just sleeping the whole time and then it cuts to him he's like what do you think about the situation and he's been sleeping he's like huh do the thing mm -hmm. and then he goes back to sleep and then you learn <laughs> later on that his his like his shtick is that he can fall asleep at will and oh. you just then you just kill him slowly <laughs> like, you know, he's like now my secret move and he's and then you just and then you just slowly wail on him until he's dead <laughs> and you're like okay <laughs> cool my camera is not focusing now okay there it goes but yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I, I genuinely think it's worth your time. And like, in terms of your like attacks that you can use, there's something called like super punch. Like every time, have you guys played Octopath? 
Have you played Octopath before? Yeah. You know how if you hit the like right bumper, it like powers up your move or you can mm-hmm. like use something twice. Yeah. There's a thing in here called s- Super Punch. And I think it eventually gets to s- something. There's a there's another level to it. It's super Punch, mm-hmm. then something else. Again, it's been a month. Um, but if you just don't use it once, you that bar builds up to two. And if you don't use it again, it builds up to three. And then you can like unleash like a like a, a three-tier power attack using Super Punch rather than... Yeah, I, awesome. think, I think you can use it as two, two, but it doesn't... Like it's not worth it. You have to wait. But... But yeah, so there are intricacies into like the simplicity of the, of the combat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I I think it's great. I could totally see this being adapted to mm-hmm. like if they wanted to go more deep into the story into a narrative because there was a finite ending. I feel like there's there's more stuff they could play with. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a character in here that's essentially like a stalker who just wants to eat Meg. He's just he's just like starving. Oh. He's like, I must get her. And at at one point, you're just like staying away from that guy all right but then the story <laughs> makes you go, go to him and he is creepy as shit he lives in a cave and he realizes that he can eat he can eat people and he's like that's all i want to do is eat people and you're like okay this guy's crazy <laughs> you're right cool yeah but i think so, it's definitely worth your time and like cool. pretty much every aspect if i had to like do one knock i would say not all the dialogue and the dialogue is all done with like speech bubbles like there's no actual okay. vo i that voice i just did i don't know why i did that because i just got imagined that's how it would sound very impressive <laughs> yeah i know right thank you thank you very much yeah, yeah. um some of the lines are very cringy and it, I wouldn't say it's, it's often, but from what I remember when it's cringy, you're like, oof, like that, that anything would have been better than that. But again, it's mm. not often. It's just a few times you're, you're reading it and you had to kind of go, they did, they did not just write that. Like there's no, there's no way that that was what the, like the final thing that they went with. But that's like the only thing I can even remotely think of. That's like a knock against it. So okay, it's great. Worth your time. Cool. Sweet. Glad we all played great games. All of us. Yeah. Great. All of us played great games. All and every I, single one of us. And every I genuinely, single one of us. I gen- I genuinely had more notes. Like I had I have bullet points here that I was gonna go for. But some of them I don't even remember what the heck they are because it's been a month. Like I, I genuinely have no idea what this means. It's kind of the cliche post packs episode. It's like <laughs> it's like, been yeah. so long, y'all. <laughs> like I one of my things is like something about the junk you find. I just put junk's funny. <laughs> <laughs> what, does that mean? what does that mean? I mean, yeah, you're right. Junk <laughs> funny is funny, guys. Funny junk. Funny junk. Um, I, yeah. While you were uh, talking, I went down to just I was like going to the uh, reviews and whatnot. I ended up clicking Pizza Tower because Pizza Tower, a <laughs> game that I very much need to play at some point this year because it, it looks fucking phenomenal. But then I went into the reviews for Pizza Tower. I would like to read one, and then we'll get oh. into this weekend in indie. Okay. Uh, posted March 10th. I pirated this game first and loved it so much I ended up buying it. It's that good. Fuck off. <laughs> Come on. I mean, sure, I'm glad you gave it. At least we're money, honest. Yeah. Sure, yeah, I At appreciate least that. You but bought like, the game. Come on. But like, come on. <laughs> Pizza Tower is apparently a must pl- a must play this year. We have to all. A lot of people wow, are talking about it. While that is a, yeah. a a shitty person doing that, that's like a really good review. In a way, it's, it's a, a great way. review. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, in right. a way, it's like this game is so fucking good. I was like, I'm a criminal, but like, eh, <laughs> here's my money anyway. Yeah. Also, just to put it out there, because we're we're talking weird things. Uh, got the YouTube right where we're streaming live, so I can see all the stats and whatnot. Apparently, 45 minutes ago, we dipped to negative one viewer. <laughs> How does Damn. that happen, YouTube? <laughs> huh. Appreciate you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube, you have indie. some explaining to do. All right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Taking views away from us. Phil Harrison, who doesn't <laughs> this work in Google indie, anymore. Uh, from April 10th to 14th on Wednesday, April 12th, 
Rusted Moss, coming to PC. Rusted Moss is a twin-stick shooter in Metroidvania where you sling around the map with your grapple, blasting your way through witches and rusted machine monstrosities alike. This wasteland, once harboring mankind, has since fallen, and Faye long forgotten now knock on humanity's door. Some would say you would uh, burn through the witches and slam the ditches, you know what I'm saying? Get in the back of my drag, you left. Uh, Wild Frost comes out on PC Switch on the same day, April 12th. Uh, take on the elements in Wild Frost, a tactical roguelike deck builder. Journey across a frozen tundra, collecting cards strong enough to banish the eternal winter. This is Chucklefish's new joint, published, not Ooh. developed, but yeah. it's a Chucklefish that, joint. Why does that sound so familiar? Isn't there already a game kind of like that? Uh, Wild might... Hearts is one that came out. The there there, there are like a lot thing. of games like that. Okay. Yeah. Hey, okay. yeah, deck builder. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, April 13th, Hunt the Night on PC. Plunge into a retro style action adventure game that combines a fast, skilled gameplay with dark fantasy and lore. Play as Vesper, a virtuous member of the Stalkers, and explore the vast world of Medrom filled with ruins and horrors. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Wink. Next wink. Wink. <laughs> wink, wink. Next wink. <laughs> wink. <laughs> Continue. Hold on. Let me wink. Week. Uh, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Uh, we Got need it. to gift that so we can use that whenever we do <laughs> yes. sneaky things. Uh, kill it with fire. Uh, VR, PC, PSVR 2. Oh, the spider, usually hairy, often poisonous, and always up to something. Take your arachnophobia to new heights and kill it with fire VR huh. and deal with spiders by any means necessary. Huh. That's, that sounds you... like they don't want anyone with arachnophobia to play yeah, that no. game. Well, hold, hold on. Listeners. When Kyle said usually Harry, not six one Harry. Oh no, 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 no not no, 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 no. It's no, not no, usually no, that Harry. No, no, no. no, yeah. I wanted to awesome. virtually kill Harry with fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> virtually, 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 virtually. That's how Justin feels. Uh, <laughs> <What's up>? Yeah. <laughs> you played this? No. no. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to. Reason, yeah, maybe that's why. I think I this is like one of the first games that we were like, you want to review for six one. I put it into like the discord somewhere where I was like, I'm open to reviewing this. I think I ended up getting a code for something else, but uh, yeah, something uh, happened. for some reason, this in VR sounds really cool and I, I, yeah. I can't put my, put my finger on why, but yeah, I feel like this in VR would be kind of, kind of fun. No, no, because <laughs> the spiders jump at you. So like, I Here's don't know people play Here's this the game. The, like the spiders in the game are like literally like a blob in a few legs. Like it, it's, uh, they're not in very VR intricate. though. That doesn't sure, matter, I guess. But man, they just something to, just jumping at you that you didn't see. Fuck they that. To put, they have to put the grounded thing in there where the you can like. There's a yeah. slider mm. where you can like. Mm-hmm. Now it's just a blob. Yeah, if it was cats, Dude, I'd play it. Quick side tangent. <laughs> if it was um, cats, and you're killing yeah. cats with fire. Kill with fire. <laughs> uh, quick little side tangent. No, it's um, not fire. It's water. Oh, this, won't be, this won't be. Quick. Towards the end of last year, I played through Evil West. It's the it's the fucking double oh, yeah. A or like Xbox 360 yep. ass uh, third person shooter. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Um, but there is an option that you could turn off the spiders. And like you just take them out of the world. And there's a there's oh. a, a fair amount of spiders. There's like spiders that like there's oh, webs and they're crawling, crawling around. Um, you turn it off and then when you turn it back on, there's like some sort of glitch or something that like the spiders like fucking quadruple in numbers. And it's just like a sea <laughs> of spiders. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking wild. I love that's that. A, that's the devs being like, we'll help you guys out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a punishment. 
Uh, also on Thursday, April 13th, Trinity Fusion on PC Early <laughs> Access. Explore dark sci-fi worlds and engage in fast-paced and precise combat in Trinity Fusion, a roguelite action platformer set in the sprawling, doomed multiverse. I played it at PAX. It's awesome. Reminds me yeah. of Foregone a whole lot, which we love. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, and Trey Racers, also on Thursday the 13th, on PC and Switch, free to play. The world ended, but the fun didn't. Race oh. solo or with your pals across the adorable post-apocalyptic world of Trey Racers. Grab a tray, surf the dunes, and get ready to slide, drift, and trick your way to the finish line in this cute and colorful party racer built for online multiplayer. Yahoo! Thank you for doing that part. <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. That was incredible. Um, Thank you. This is the developer of Fogs. The, the cat dog like oh, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the beta at some point, I think. It's okay. Granted, there right. was nobody else playing, so maybe it's more fun with more people. <laughs> but like, yeah. Was it yeah. literally just you on like the track? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. But like mechanically, it just I I I it didn't click for me. So like I don't know. Right. Uh, it's free to play. I'll you know, I'll check it out yeah. this week. But and also a special shout out. The Pico 8 version of Celeste is now on Playdate. Played a little Which bit of it today. Awesome. Which is really cool. That's really, really, really <laughs> yeah. cool. Dude, if, if you have a Playdate, fucking get it. It's on uh, It's on Itch. Um, I retweeted it from the 6-1 account. Uh, it feels so good on Playdate. It plays so fucking well. It's it does, does it use the crank? No, right? No, it's just okay. D-pad buttons. Yeah. Sweet. It's great. <laughs> I can't imagine it if it if it did use the crank. I know, right? I know. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, it's a good time. It's free or it's a pay what you want, but it's free if you want. Just use the crank to change the difficulty at will. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, really cool thing. It has like all the assist features from Celeste. That's it. That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Which is really fucking cool. The only way I'd play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Six One Indicast, a chaotic uh, dusting the the cobwebs off episode. But hey, that's why you love us. Uh, I forgot all the outro stuff. I don't know. <laughs> just fucking follow. It's a very long pause. <laughs> I don't know. I just fucking thanks I'm for watching losing it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. So on YouTube, tell your friends about us. Leave a review at Six One Indie everywhere. Play games. Bye. Love Play you. games. <laughs>